Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. This is a little podcast that I've uh, been putting together over the last while where I like to talk about all things investing, where I get to share with you some of my thoughts, some of my takes, and some different perspectives about what's going on in the markets, what's going on in the investing world. The goal here is hopefully you'll be able to take some of these nuggets of information and insights and bring them back into your own personal circumstance and hopefully help you make uh, better, more successful investment decisions. My name is Amon Reina and I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And what I do as an investment coach is I try to help people uh, who want to become more financially independent. The problem is, especially when it comes down to investing, is when people think about investing, they get either intimidated, frustrated, or confused by the whole process. They either don't know where to start if they're new to investing, or they've been investing for a long time and just aren't seem to be getting any progress with their with their portfolio. So ultimately what I do as an investment coach is I teach people. I engage with them on how to make more uh, educated and ultimately more successful investment decisions so that they can achieve a certain level of freedom in their lives and achieve it with confidence. So today I am going to talk about robo-advisors. I'm going to talk specifically about my robo-advisor portfolio. Uh, it's a bit of an update. Uh, for those of you who have been listening to my podcasts the last couple of years or have been following me on my blog, on my website, sageinvestors.ca, you'll know that I've been kind of running this experiment. and It's, it's almost now three and a half years I've been doing this, where I've just... Uh, been trying to get a better handle and try to provide a little bit of understanding about how these robo-advisor or these online wealth management company uh, portfolios uh, behave. Um, as I said, a few years ago, these, these uh, new type of uh, investing platforms started to hit the markets, hit the, hit the markets and uh, got a lot of buzz, a lot of hype. And, uh, and, I, and at the time, I was just asking myself, you know, it's okay, but do these do these type, you know, investing with a robo advisor, is this going to, is this any better than investing on your own or getting an advisor to do it? And uh, because I just found there was not a lot of disclosure and a lot of uh, evidence out there to to prove that. And anytime I talk to somebody in, in, in you know in these in these robo advisor companies and uh, talk to them specifically about performance um, and get a lot of blank stares or they just don't even didn't even want to go there. And I just found that really strange because you know we're living you know very transparent, trying to be transparent and uh, open about performance. You know, mutual fund companies, uh, other portfolio management companies have to, wealth management companies have to disclose some element of performance. But it seemed like the robo-advisors just didn't even seem to have to do that. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to just try out this little experiment. I'm going to take a little bit of my own money. So I took about $5,000 of my own money and I invested it with a robo-advisor. And the whole point of it and the whole goal of it was to just blog about the experience, to just share with you the, my experience um, using a robo-advisor service, how it works, what's good about them, what's not good about them, how they behave, and then ultimately whether these type of portfolios um, can do as good a job as, as, as a wealth management company or, 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 or a do-it-yourself investor in terms of, you know, Making money. That's ultimately why we're doing this stuff, right? Is is to make money. We're not doing this to to back uh, to bankroll some sort of back office out there um, to sustain themselves. We're here to make money so we can make uh, achieve our long term financial goals. So, what I've been doing is about twice a year. I kind of I've, since I opened the account, I've been kind of checking in on it, 
just to kind of look at the experience and just sharing people with the experience. So if you go to my website, sageinvestors.ca, you will find a, uh, a series of blog posts where I've been talking about the whole process uh, all the way from the start where I opened the account and how I answered a whole bunch of questions about my risk profile and how they set up a, a portfolio for me and then just kind of walking through my whole experience. So as I said, I kind of I've made a point to sort of check in on it every at least twice a year. So right now we're kind of in the half mid-year point of the year. And so I thought it'd be another good opportunity to just kind of open the door a little bit and check in and see how my portfolio is doing. So that's pretty much what I share with you today is some, uh, some of my observations so far uh, as we've hit the mid-year mark. So I'm just going to throw some numbers at you and uh, you know, we'll go from there. Uh, so since the last time we che I checked in on the portfolio, which was January 30th, um, since January 30th, the portfolio is up 1.46%. Um, year to date, the portfolio is up 4.2%. And since I opened up the account in January of 2015, the portfolio is up 26.6%. So pretty decent, uh, pretty decent returns over the last, uh, last three and a half years. Um, so, so far since January 30th, my portfolio has gone up uh, a grand total of $91.88. And of that $91.08, $80.23 of it have come in the form of dividends. So if you back out the dividends, uh, since January 30th, the portfolio has been pretty flat. It's kind of just, kind of just uh, trudged, you know, treaded water uh, from that side of it. Um, from the fee side of it, and that's another aspect we wanted, I wanted to take a look at was the fee side of it. And that's one of the value propositions of the Robo uh, Portfolio Robo Advisor Service is that they keep, compared to traditional mutual funds or having a financial advisor manage it, they have the, the fee structure is much, much, much lower. Um, so since, uh, so far in the six months that I've, uh, of this year, I've paid a total of $20.12 in fees to the robo-service. And that represents about 0.32% of my total assets. Uh, and that doesn't include the MERs or uh, uh, related to the uh, to the ETFs that are that are being held in the portfolio. So, uh, so 0.32 percent. You know, if you're gonna you know extrapolate it to a full year, we're looking at about um, 0 0.65, 0 0.7 percent, probably in terms of my total cost, which is, and again, not not including the ETF uh, MER uh, management expense ratio either uh, costs associated with. So when you're looking at, it, you're coming in probably, you know, we're gonna probably be coming in around one percent, slightly over one percent. Um, in terms of fees that I'm going to be paying for it, and uh, which is reasonable. Um, ideally, we want to keep our costs low as low as possible. And as I said, if you were to do this on your own, you could probably do this at a much much lower cost than having somebody else manage it for you. But uh, one percent is, you know, when we're dealing with ETFs, it's probably a little bit high. But again, got to put things in context. If you were owning a basket of mutual funds that charge two, three, four percent in fees, um, one percent is actually looking pretty good. So you're actually saving more money is staying in your pocket. So that's the performance side of it. And I just want to take a look a little bit about the asset allocation. Now, when I set up the account, you go up and you answer a whole bunch of questions online and they essentially generate a portfolio of different um, asset classes and, and uh, use ETFs to, to build positions in those asset classes. So 
my from my side of it because I'm obviously a lot more experienced with investing and, and stocks and everything. My I, I came out being more of a person who is much more tolerant of risk and much more comfortable with um, with investing. And so they designed a portfolio that was essentially 85% equities and 15% stocks, uh, 85% equities and 15% bonds, and. Uh, the whole point, so right now, if you look at my portfolio, about 34% of the portfolio is allocated to U.S. stocks and 22% is allocated to Canadian equities. So it's almost 55% or almost 56% of my uh, portfolio is allocated to North American equities. And uh, so to me, and I've commented on this in the past, uh, to me that's really high. Um, but so far it seems to be working because those elements of my portfolio are doing really well. Like the U.S. component is up almost 45% since I, since I start opening the account. The Canadian port component is up 8%. Uh, the foreign equity and emerging market uh, ETF components are up double digits too. So. Um, so it's going, you know, so far, you know, the robo, my robo robot has, has done a pretty decent job of generating some pretty meaningful returns um, since inception. This year it's kind of treading water, but uh, last year it had a really great year, and the year before a great year, and then the first year was kind of, you know, it was in a lost position. Um, What's interesting though right now is the portfolio is pretty, you know, it's doing really well and there hasn't been, I've noticed there hasn't been any rebalancing or anything going on. There hasn't been, you know, the U.S. component is doing really well. So far the robo-advisor is not kind of taking money out of that side of it because that's one of the whole principles of the whole robo-advisor portfolio is that the, the computer, I guess, is kind of always scanning your portfolio and adjusting the allocation. If one component of your portfolio is getting too overweight, it would kind of sell some of it and reallocate it to your underperforming. And that's the whole principle of asset allocation, keeping your, your, your core asset allocation uh, intact and consistent. Um, so far, I haven't seen any, ch uh, there really hasn't been any, any serious rebalancing of the portfolio in, the, uh, in terms of the asset allocation. It's pretty much kept everything the way it is. And so far, it's worked. Um, because the markets have been so strong so far this year and really the last four or five years. Um, so it, it's worked in that sense. The underperforming areas right now are the bond side. They are the two components, the corporate and short term, are doing not too well. They're actually in a lost position. So I was kind of wondering if at some point the robo is going to kind of reallocate some of the excess returns in the equity side and put it into the fixed income side. So far it hasn't happened yet. Um, but, and so that's just an observation. I'm just, you know, I'm curious to see if it's going to actually do anything um, from that perspective. Uh, one of the things also I think that's been interesting in the last six months is, uh, and something that I've said a lot about this whole model is that to really understand if this is a really viable way for investing, to invest, we need to see this type of portfolio um, functional or behaving over a long period of time. I think you need a good solid five years to really get a sense of this, to get a sense of really what this type of portfolio can deliver. And also we need to see how these portfolios kind of behave in bull markets, but as well as in bear markets. And given the fact that we've been pretty much, that these robo-advisor services have pretty much operated in solely a bull market, we really don't know how these, how these type of portfolios are gonna behave 
in an extended, prolonged um, bear market because we just haven't had any. Um, I think, though, in the last six months, we've had a little bit of a, a, a glimpse into how to perhaps how they behave. Um, if you remember back in February and March, um, we had a serious pullback in the markets. And uh, I was really interested to see how the, my portfolio behaved. Did the, did the robo portfolio, did the robo advisor do any kind of crazy selling of stocks in my portfolio? Did it kind of take a reactive approach? Did it do a, or did it just sit there and do nothing? And from what I can see during that period, um, the portfolio pretty much stayed intact. There was no selling uh, of stocks or ETFs. There's no ETFs, selling of ETFs. There really wasn't much of anything. It just kind of stat, uh, stood pat. And ultimately, that's a good thing we want to see because as investors, we're with a long-term focus. We don't want to be taking reactive uh, being reactive to things that are going on in the market and having to do something on every little sudden little nuance of a move, good or bad. Um, you know, investment and the whole premise of a robo-advisor of a, having a passively managed or low-cost managed portfolio is that you are taking a more asset allocate, allocation approach. You're focusing on making sure you're, 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 you're fully invested and you're staying consistently invested uh, in good times and in bad times and adjusting your portfolio and, and s keeping your portfolio strictly according to those weightings that you have for your asset allocation. So, so far what it seems like to, it's from what we saw in, in February, March, that at least my portfolio has stayed quite consistent with the asset allocation, which is um, it's a good thing. This is what we want to see as investors. We want to see that disciplined um, approach. Um, we don't want to see sudden reactions to moves in what's going on in the market. We want to just stick to the plan um, from that side of it. So if you look at it over the last six months, portfolio has been flat. It's been kind of, it's been actually a pretty quiet six months. And, uh, um, and that's great to see because the last few years have been, my portfolio has really undergone quite a bit of a, of a, of a transition and a change. I've had changes in the asset allocation, um, which I've talked about in the past. I've had a fair bit of, of churn in the portfolio out of one product and into other products. The whole income side of the portfolio has, has really been changed into different ETFs. Um, there were uh, ETFs in my portfolio that were more actively and higher cost that have been replaced with more passively managed uh, portfolios, uh, por passively managed uh, ETFs. Um, so it, I'm seeing, from my perspective, I think the RoboAdvisor is doing a good job now. It's, it's kind of better, it seems like it's more better aligned with really what its value proposition is, and that's to offer simple, low-cost, broad-based uh, diversification of, of your assets and deliver a reasonable performance for us. So, so far it's done well, but as I said, we haven't really seen how these things behave in a bear market. We saw a glimpse of it in February and March, um, but we really need to see something more consistent and more drawn out and then to get a really good sense of how these portfolios behave. And so that's the kind of the one thing I'm looking, kind of looking out to see. Uh, not that I'm looking out for a bad market, but I'm just, uh, 
I think that's something we need to see to really better understand these um, portfolios. So as I said, I've written up a little blog post on my website, sageinvestors.ca. You can check it out there. Um, some, more, some of my comments and uh, takes on it. I just wanted to share with you some of the highlights of what I've seen in the last six months. It's pretty quiet, pretty pedestrian kind of six months. And uh, as I said, that's a good thing. That's what we want to see. And that's the expectation I kind of have with this portfolio. I don't want to see a lot of trading. I don't want to see a lot of selling. I don't want to see a lot of churning. Uh, we've I had a lot of that the first couple of years, and it seems like it's settling down a little bit now into a, a you know, it's finding its groove. It seems like my robo is kind of almost finding a groove in there from that side of it. Those are good things to see. So we'll we'll check in in another six months, and in six months it'll be four years. So we'll be 80% of my way to my five-year uh, window here taking a look at this portfolio. It's crazy, five, four years. Like it's, I feel like I just set this thing up last week. Um, so if you have any takes on this, any questions about this, feel free to give me a shout. You can find me on my uh, website, sageinvestors.ca. Drop me an email there. I'm on Twitter. My handle is at sageinvestors. I'm on there um, commenting, uh, offering takes, sharing different content um, from other people who, are, who I think really know their thing about investing. So feel free to follow me there. I got an Instagram account, at uh, sageinvestorsnation. I kind of post some charts that I find and come across, some interesting takes from people. Um, and I share them there. Uh, I can find me on my Facebook page, which is Sage Investors. I also I post a lot of my articles, uh, blogs, videos, and stuff like that, that there. If you want to get a head start on some of my content that I put out there, you can subscribe to my uh, email newsletter, uh, which is free. Um, I call it In The Loop. I send it out every Wednesday morning and every Wednesday afternoon. And it's, I basically give you kind of a heads up on terms of uh, our uh, blogs, videos, podcasts that I'm going to be posting, as well as sharing with you what I'm actually reading for myself in terms of helping me make my own investment decisions. You can see and follow and get some unique takes and insights that hopefully will help you frame your investment decisions a lot better. As I said, as an investment coach, I teach people how to invest. Um, I do offer online courses as well as in-person courses on investing in individual stocks as well as investing in ETFs. So if you're interested and want to get some more info, find me on my website, uh, sageinvestors.ca. Click on the Courses button. And there's a whole bunch of information there about the various courses that I teach. And I'd be happy to share with you and work with you in building up your investment competencies. So... That's all I got for you this week. Uh, thanks for listening in. This has been another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amon Reina of Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again another time. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.